Welcome to the Home Team Podcast. Steve Carter here, and I'm with my good friend Sam Ocho, Trey Burton. And today, um, we're coming in, and we got some stuff we need to talk about. I mean, yesterday was a landmark decision, a verdict that came out guilty. We want to talk about that, just our honest responses um, and what that means. Also, um, we got to talk a little bit about women's gymnastics. Um, we got a national champion, and it's one of our teams. It's not their teams. It's it's just one of the three of ours teams. I know, I know which one it's not. I'll just tell you that much it right now. It ain't Texas. It ain't Texas. Because right now, right now, it's usually in finals, whether basketball or football or baseball or volleyball. It's either Michigan or Florida. Um, it's one. You of can ours. count Texas out for sure. Definitely can count, count any of those out. Yeah, guaranteed. And so we we got that. We got. Oh, we also we also got uh, some conversation because a lot of people on Twitter, they, they, they're following us at home team pod. And they were like, you got to talk about the Super League, English soccer. We're talking actual world football, not American football, world football. Trey Burton, you're not you're not going to believe this, but that guy's got hot takes when it comes to soccer. So, <laughs> fellas, let's jump in. I want to hear first off how you guys doing. Um, and you guys also got something you're cooking up with IGM. Maybe we start there because I'm really excited about this. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off with IJM. Um, really cool raffle um, opportunity here. It ends on Friday, February, uh, April 24th. Um, I think it's at nighttime. I believe it's like six o'clock, seven o'clock at nighttime. But a ten dollar raffle um, can give you the opportunity to win some awesome prizes. You got a Michael Jordan signed jersey. You got a, a Nick Foles signed Super Bowl jersey. Like you got some real. I think there's like thirty five um, possible chances for you to win. You have to enter in each individual item, but um, ten dollars gets you a chance to win a signed Michael Jersey, Michael Jordan jersey. I think that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Real quick. Can I just ask one question? When you say this is this is this is a fan speaking. When you say Nick Foles Super Bowl jersey, not game worn, not, not the game, game worn one, not okay. game worn. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But that's still awesome to have him signed. And then I do. I'm. I'm gonna. Can you? Can I raffle like ten times to win the yes, Jordan you can, jersey? So you can raffle as many times as, as, many. as you want. Ooh, um, yes. It's it's ijm.org dash sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have it in the link, but you can raffle as many times as you want. Some other prizes. Anthony Sherman's giving away his 2020 AFC championship ring. Come so on. like, this is the actual, like Kansas city chiefs, Anthony Sherman. We actually came out the same year. We were in the same draft class. We both got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals. I was fourth round. He was fifth round. Like we were, we're like super tight. He's, he's, he's auctioning off this, this championship ring. And the cool thing about, about some of the, you know, Trey talked about the, the Michael Jordan Jersey, Clayton Kershaw. Look at, look at Steve's got his, is that a fake Michigan, uh, <laughs> like a fake, fake Michigan ring or something like that. 1997. Fellas. Last time they were good. Um, no, but the thing is like, so IJM is the largest anti-human trafficking, anti-sex trafficking organization in the world. And they already take care of like the most vulnerable people. And then COVID hit and the most vulnerable became more vulnerable. And on this podcast, obviously we talk about sports, faith, justice, social issues, all things related family. And it's like, dude, who's out there working? And IJM is one of these organizations. Trey's super involved with IJM. I'm super involved with IJM. Steve, you're a supporter as well. And so the, some athletes got together and said, okay, what can we do to help during COVID? And like, well, what do we have? And some guys were like, well, shoot, I got, I got some stuff I could auction off. I got, I got some stuff I can give away. What if we did that to help raise money for this COVID fund? So all the money raised, when you go to this link, all this money raised is going to go towards this COVID fund, helping protect the most vulnerable that through COVID have become more vulnerable. Right now, wow. people are staying at home. 
they, some people have been abused by people in their own households. And now they have to stay at home because of COVID. Uh, there's just so many different uh, struggles that people are going through. And so anyway, super excited about that. It's IJM.org dash sweepstakes. We'll have it in the, in the link below or in the link when you go to the chat. We'll, we'll put it on social media as well, but it's super, super awesome. Can we talk about some, I mean, you, you, you named the, uh, the AFC championship ring. You named the Michael Jordan, I named the Michael Jordan jersey. I'm not a big country music fan, but I think this is awesome. A Luke Bryant guitar possible Signed, chance to win that. Signed, yeah like bro that is absolutely nuts a clayton kershaw world series jersey i mean i like baseball and i know clayton kershaw is probably one of the best pitchers in the game today over the last couple of years i mean he's unbelievable lights out but i don't know I, th I think that's pretty cool some awesome opportunities to win some really cool items especially yeah, if you're a even, sports fan yeah and even like and even like some cool interactions with sports people so jason romano has this awesome podcast called sports spectrum he's going to let you join in on his sports spectrum podcast you can bid on that obviously we got the home team podcast i got my i got another podcast called athletes for justice i'm going to interview the founder of IJM, Gary Haugen, and, and you can auction to actually be a part of that interview so sit in in that interview you can even ask some questions. And so like, there's so many, like the, we just named a few, we just named a few, but the list goes on and on and on. I think Trey might be looking at some of the stuff right now. It's phenomenal. You want to name Patrick Mahomes signed Jersey. I mean, come on now, you know, how excited my children or my, like all three of my kids would be. I mean, Albert Pujols, uh, cleats and gloves. Gosh, bro. A lot of cool things. And it's great 10 opportunity. Bucks. 10, 10 bucks, bro. To enter. Hey, I mean, you, you can get as many as you want. And real quick, just if you and, and we don't ever really do this, you know, but IJM is hands down um, just a special, special organization, what they are doing um, for 20 plus years. They have been going into some of the darkest places and rescuing people um, who have just uh, are facing oppression, whether sex trafficking, whether um, being forced to work underage. I mean, they, these are some of the brightest and bravest people on the planet. So love that these two guys are, are doing this. Uh, go let's win that Michael Jeffrey Jordan February 17th 1963 <laughs> born in Brooklyn New York Jersey baby Mike if you're listening I got your shoes I need I need a I need a jersey anyways yeah, well, it, well the, the cool thing about IJM kind of to piggyback off that is like to date they've helped rescue 60,000 um, people from trafficking you know whether it's you know sex trafficking or forced labor you know or whatever um, the slavery looks like and also um they don't just put a bandaid on the problem. Like this is a Christian organization, man. I'm excited to hear the Gary Haugen and Sam Macho, whoever wins that, man, I'm shoot. I might put a couple dollars in that one, bro. Cause Gary Haugen's unbelievable. Just the vision he has, the leader he is. Um, but they don't just put a bandaid on the thing. They don't go into countries, you know, guns blazing, rescuing people. They go in and they change laws and they work with government officials and to help people enforce those laws. So just an unbelievable uh, organization, like you guys mentioned, and I um, hope, you know, people are excited and get to win some cool things. Yeah. And I'll say the link one, one more time. Cause I said it wrong. IJM dash sweepstakes.org. So it's IJM dash sweepstakes.org. If you want to get that Michael Jeffrey Jordan Jersey, let's go. So, Hey, let's, let's jump in. Like, um, and first let's maybe, let's just talk about women's gymnastics. Trey, how are you feeling? I mean, you guys were number one in the country and, yeah. uh, how did you like, what, what happened? Can, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can the we, beam can we, happened. can we talk about the group the text beam. first? Cause Trey, the, I know this, Trey's been researching for about a day and a half, about 36 hours researching things to say, Trey was getting murdered on the group text. Trey was getting just, it was, it was I was not, clowned. I was it not, was. 
it's tough to get clowned when your team is competitive in every single sport. Yeah, you're not gonna win them all. You know, it's impossible to win. But we're there. <laughs> we have a chance. Unlike everybody else's team, you know, I go and I look at the gymnastics. Obviously, disappointed. Best team in the country all year long, losing the championship. But I will say, Michigan was there, right? We were there. Great team. They, I mean, I watched the whole entire thing. Phenomenal. Girls balled out, right? Okay, cool. Switch lanes. Let's go to oh, women's volleyball. Okay, sweet. Texas is there. Strong team. Really, really strong team. Where Florida is there. Strong team. We're good, right? I think we're eighth seed. Michigan wasn't there. Were they? No. They weren't. We were, no. Okay. Texas wasn't in gymnastics. So what all I'm trying to say is like I get attacked <laughs> and Sam's dying right now. <laughs> I get I get attacked, right? And, and I'm cool with being attacked because like listen, my team is competitive. Like when you go to the University of Florida, you're competitive. You know, you might not win every single year, and it's hard to win every single year. I mean, gosh, dude, but you're gonna be competitive in every sport. Go look at baseball. Go look at softball. Go look at football. I mean, all, basketball, we were ranked at, at well, I mean, you, you're top 25 in every sport, you know? And so all I'm trying to say is we didn't win, obviously disappointed, but, 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 but we're competitive, really competitive. And that's more than you can say for a lot of other schools. That's all you I'm going to say. You sound like a, you sound like a parent in the eighth, <laughs> eight-year-old soccer league. Yes. That's fine. We, we were competitive. Marcus, we were. And good, good job out there. They deserve a, they deserve a trophy. They Trey's deserve that, a trophy. Hey, why I'm saying everybody gets a medal, right? Trey's that friend, like, oh come on, guys, I want to play. I just want to play. And, uh, and then, like in the text messages, it, that's it's the funniest thing. He, he he's the guy who's like, oh, 15 years ago, like where was Texas, right? Uh, and then we're like, well, dude, Michigan was really really good. It's been 20, 30 years ago. No, it's too far in the past, right? Go back to 15. I'm like, bro, pick one. Either you were good or you're not good. I mean, yeah, you know I mean, he's I'm like, talking oh, about right now, right now. <laughs> every every sport that is being played in college right now, the volleyball, University of Florida, the Gators. Where's Florida? Where's Florida right now? We lost volleyball. We Green lost Wisconsin. the number one team in the nation. We took where's, them to five sets. Nobody else taken the Wisconsin in the five sets this whole entire year, and we lost by two, <laughs> two, <laughs> not a lot, by two. I'm just, I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Gator, bro. At the end of the day, I mean, gosh, we're competitive. Every sport, you know, I take my kids. Kids, what do you want to play this week? Oh, you want to play soccer? Oh, sweet. Let's go watch Florida soccer. They're ranked top 10. You want to play baseball? Sweet. Let's go watch Florida baseball. Top 25. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disappointed, you know, in the school in general. Just individual. I can tell. I can tell. I mean, go Gators, bro. Hey, you know what's amazing? Participation trophy. Yeah, what, you know, what's amazing. We're there. Okay, what's amazing, and and then we'll jump to some real, real topics. But like, what's amazing is you know your your ability to defend the fact that you took a number one seed to five sets, and and then the truth is like Michigan took a number one seed and won. And, we and defeated a, a number one <laughs> team. You had so a great just saying, team. we we well we showed up on the beam. We, we didn't up on the show floor. up on the beam. We no, messed I know. up. On I the know beam. you didn't. We had we two did. girls fall. You've, yeah. You got to get it back bro. up. You got to get back it up, right? It happens, bro. I mean, we're, at least we're there. It I know who wasn't like, there. It just Texas seems like it there. happens. It just seems like with Florida, it it, it happens yeah. off, often. Uh, often. It's all just, but you I'll have to be there in order for it to happen often. If you're not there, it can't happen at all. I'll tell you what. On Friday, I told you, you needed to have Tim, Timmy T, Read his little <laughs> speech. I promise. 
You'll never see us fall off the beam again. I promise. You might we'll have. Get back up. <laughs> you might have. Hell no. You might have. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Michigan's won one national championship, and uh, we got more coming. I'm excited. Let's 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 actually go to like what's really. Re- oh, you got some. Well, standard? I want to. Well, I want to hear about this Euro League, this Super League, because we were talking before we hit record, and you guys were like, I mean, Trey was going it. Like Trey, I didn't know you were as avid of a soccer fan as you are. So obviously just to set the scene. So you are listening to the home team podcast, Steve Carter, Trey Burton, Sam Macho. We're talking sports. We're talking faith. We're talking social issues. We're talking culture. We're talking family. But right now we're talking soccer or football, depending on what part of the world you live in. And Trey and Steve, y'all need to update me because we were texting about this, but like, help me understand what's going on in Europe when it comes to this super league. So here's the deal. <clears throat> there, it, it, when it comes to soccer, you know, for, for many people in the, in the U.S., you know, you've got the MLS, uh, Major League Soccer. Um, but the kind of, the, kind of the, the cream of the crop when it comes to soccer is in Europe. And you've got um, La Liga out in Spain. The Germans, Germany's got a league. But my favorite is the EPL. Now, that's debatable. There, there are people who have their, their kind of take. I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Um, owned partly by lebron james um but like i I, I love Liber- <laughs> i love i love liverpool but here's here's the crazy piece is these owners got together owners of 12 of the most uh wealthiest richest most prolific teams and basically made a side deal to say hey let's let's like create a super league let's create a special league and this has this has money implications. This has time implications. This has all of these implications. And I just think that it came across wildly tone deaf. And what ended up happening was the reaction by fans, the reaction by players. And Chelsea, which is an English Premier League soccer team, ended up pulling out. And then Man U, Liverpool pulled out. The general manager of, of Manchester United, he, he quit. Because there was just, it was a lot of like backdoor dealings to make wealthy teams even more money at the expense of other teams. And it just did not play well. Um, yeah, so I, I actually love that uh, the fans spoke out and, and people got the English Premier League back and um, the right thing happened in my opinion trey what do you think because you had some hot takes well the gm was the one who kind of was like snaking the deal right like he was the one going behind everybody's back and kind of trying to set everything up no it's definitely interesting i think one thing that people don't realize uh and we kind of talked about this earlier is that uh in the nfl um 32 teams the only reason 32 teams were able to stay afloat or at least the bottom 32 teams are in this in a sense of like attendance are able to stay afloat is because the general admission seating for all 32 teams is shared equally 32 ways. And so in order for, you know, uh, I mean, like Jacksonville was bad for a long time um, and they barely had anybody in the stands and people were like, well, how are they able to stay afloat? How are they able to make money? Well, because, you know, one thirty second of the Eagles games go, the general admission uh, tickets go to, go to Jacksonville. Um, and it's all, just, it's all split evenly. And I think, that's the same thing they do the same way they do it over there in Europe as well. And the way that the, the teams that just get bumped up, I forgot, what do they call it when they get moved up? I can't think of it off the top of my head. 
When they go um, down, it's called relegated. I forget. Yeah. It's, I forget the word going up. Yeah. But whatever it is, the team that played in the farm league, I guess you could say the lower division um, that comes up every single year. I think each league is different. Maybe one team or two teams a year get brought up and pushed down. But the only way they're able to stay afloat is because, you know, teams like Manchester United are bringing in, you know, sold out uh seats tickets for every single game and they have to split it uh the revenue so um i think that's another huge implication for the smaller team that's obviously why they were screaming and yelling and uh same with the fans like they wouldn't they might not even have a league if it wasn't for the bigger teams bringing in so much revenue but here's my question the the rich get richer is what it seems like and it just seems like this is like greed like from what i understand it's like the greedy teams are just getting greedier how the question isn't really how does that happen, but why does that keep on happening? Why do things like this seemingly in our world keep on happening? Trying to squash the little guy. Like how, do, how come that keeps yeah. on I don't, I don't know. And it's interesting because they already have the Champions League, which is basically what a Super League is. You have to play in for that, you know, and have to win games and stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not as, if, if we're talking about NFL, I could probably speak on it, you know, a little bit, a lot better. But when we're talking about, um soccer i'm not sure you know exactly how the revenue split is i do know that uh the teams like man u and man city and uh, barcelona and real madrid are just they're they're so big and vast you know everybody around the country everybody around the world knows who those teams are they might not know who you know crystal palace is or some of the really small european soccer teams you know it's, it's it's amazing too because i think this is a fascinating conversation um, because I I don't know, you guys have probably heard this, like rumors of this in regards to the power five in college football. I, I've, yeah. I've heard about, hey, you know, why don't we take like the six best teams from um, the SEC? And why don't we take, you know, the two best teams from the Big 12, you know, four best teams from the Big 10, you know, maybe one team from the ACC, one team from the Pac-12, and we make a, a super conference. And, there, and there's been real talk about that. And like, hey, then every game, isn't like someone's playing some mid-major or Appalachian state, you know, some, some, you know, but it's, it's literally like you are playing a team that is just going to be ratings galore, money galore. And again, that, that, that messes with conferences that messes with tradition that messes with so many things. Uh, But I I think, I think there's always this quest. And, And what's funny is like Trey said, soccer already had the champions league. It's just just created another way that was just driven by who's the best, who has more and more control. And it's like greed, power, control. And it's just it's it's just I mean, it's it's ego galore, you know, and um, and I'm grateful that the fans just fired back. I mean, can you imagine if you, you know, you're an SEC team and you're Missouri and all of a sudden six of the SEC teams pull out and you're like what the heck, you know, I mean, that, I think, I think each of those six teams in the EPL that, that bounced are on blast next season. Yeah. I, I think literally it's like, if I'm crystal palace, if I'm Everton, I'm like, you know, you know, super league. Hey, what's up super league. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you're going down. Like, I just think that's like, you just gave a whole bunch of energy. And um, so I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. You know, I do. And I and I might not be correct here, but I do think there are schools, and I was trying to look it up. There are college teams. So, for example, like the University of Florida Athletic Association is not affiliated with the university. 
and there's like four or maybe six universities, like the bigger schools where like the athletic program is separate from the university. Have you, like have you Notre heard Dame? Are you talking about like yeah. Notre Dame or like, like BYU, like not connected to a conference? No, no, it's not connected to like the university, the president of the university, like a lot of, for a lot of schools, they, the school dictates the funding for the athletic programs. Oh yeah. Whereas like certain colleges and I kind of, I mean, to a degree that's there, that's different than what normal colleges have to deal with. And so, I mean, I know it's not obviously on the super league level or anything like that, but, um, and you did mention like, it would be pretty crazy to have the top. I think someone, someone did a mock super league. It was like the last uh, 20 or 15 teams that have won a national championship in football and like what would that look like <laughs> you know who wasn't there sam can you guess i know that oh, texas won in Colt 05 oh. we went but there in know, 09 when i was there do you know who was not Florida, there? i'm guessing i'm guessing michigan okay oh man the last 20 winners in michigan hasn't been one of the last 20 but that would suck for you wouldn't it what would you do would you be happy or would you be sad about that or would you still be a fan steve I um, I'm sure when you, when you don't allow the all-time winningest program, the highest winningest percentage in college football, not into this super league, that's the dumbest thing ever. So it probably, people would boycott just like <laughs> we saw with the super league. People would just be like, this isn't right. This isn't fair. It doesn't have integrity and the people would win. So that's cool. Hey, where did Michigan go this year for their spring game or spring practices? Florida. Did they really? Oh, I, no, no, no. I, I thought you were asking. No, they were in Michigan. No. Well, didn't last year they go to the Vatican and then the year before oh, that they typically, they, to... they typically go, they didn't go this year because of COVID. Ah, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Sam, let's transition us to the, the trial. And I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, we, we, we've been kind of texting back and forth, but man, just w w like, I feel like there's a moment where in 10 years, I think we're going to remember where we were. Um, you know, I remember where I was when I heard about Kobe's death. I remember where I was at nine 11. I feel like yesterday felt pretty monumental. Just the, just kind of, man, wow. Um, I'm just curious, like where, where were you guys yesterday when, um, the verdict came out, were you guys watching, um, were you kind of scrolling your phone? Um, what were you feeling the moments before, um, the guilty verdict was announced. Yeah. What, what, where were you both at? I was at my son's uh, flag football practice and I'm sitting on Twitter refreshing like nonstop. Uh, Cause I don't think I, I don't think I had a way to watch it live, um, but it, it was, you know, videos were on um, Twitter as well. And so I was just waiting to see, um, obviously I think a lot of us were like super anxious, you know, cause we've seen this story so many times and we've seen it go the complete opposite way and uh, not, in not justice wasn't served, you know, on those days. And so uh, I think we were, I think I was just really anxious uh, and I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I know what I believe. I know what I saw and I know what I think, you know, should have happened. And I was just hoping that it did, but I didn't want to have too much hope because I've seen it go the complete opposite way. And so um, just didn't know which way it was going to go. And obviously extremely excited that it went the way it did. Um, and obviously he got what he deserved. I was, so I wasn't keeping track of the trial. I think for two reasons. One, because I know I would get like, not anxious probably in the right word, but like when's going to be an answer? When's gonna, when we're going to get an answer? And in and, and most court cases, from my understanding, they take months and years. So I'm like, we're not going to hear anything. And so I wasn't keeping in touch. 
for one that reason. I think another reason too, and this probably isn't the best thing to say, but like I, I there I didn't have a lot of hope uh for a guilty verdict. So I wasn't sitting there like, all right, come on, let's see it be guilt. I was like, eh, we know how this story is gonna end. So why even turn the TV on? That was my and it, and it wasn't like I, I you know, and I'm kind of still trying to figure out how I feel. I was on the phone with somebody actually funny enough from IJM earlier today and and we were talking about something and they said, how do you feel? And I was like, honestly, I haven't processed it yet. And I don't even know how to feel about that. Cause I know there are so many of my friends who are like literally rejoicing, crying tears of joy. And then there are other people who are probably a little bit upset. And I think I was just surprised. I was surprised that the verdict was in fact guilty. I was, we were on a, you know, I do this like Zoom Bible study with some friends and we were, we were doing that. I didn't even know when the, when the verdict was supposed to come out. And right before we started, like we were, we were on, we were getting ready to start. And then all of a sudden the verdict came out and like we prayed and some people, you know, like, we're like, dude, I'm like, I'm celebrating some people, you know, like we didn't know. And I honestly didn't know how to feel because I, I don't, think that's justice if that makes any sense like yes he was he's in jail but George Floyd is still dead and there's still many people dying at the hands of police officers so I think in years from now maybe even months from now maybe even weeks from now I'll kind of slow down and look back at this moment and be like whoa this was a moment but I think right now I'm just kind of like Okay, good. Check, but almost like what did Kobe say in the uh, championship? He's like, "Job's not finished. Job's not finished." Just so like, not to say I'm sitting here like, okay, "How do we go get the next guilty verdict?" I'm just like, "Okay, God, what do we do about this world?" Because I see, I see a lot of white people with their guns going out and shooting up, uh, you know, spas and and movie theaters. Uh, I see black people on the, on the South side of Chicago shooting gang related violence. I see Asians being attacked physically. And I'm just like, okay, um, what do I, and then, and then people are just dying left and right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Scotty Pippen's son, 33 years old. I'm 32. Scotty Pippen's son died a couple days ago. DMX. I mean, we can go on and on. And I'm like, okay, God, what can I do? And so for whatever reason, and maybe because I haven't processed, sometimes I get into a place where I'm just like, go, 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 go. And I don't really process. So I think I need to slow down and process for whatever reason. I'm, I haven't, I'm not like, yeah, we did it. I'm just like, okay. I'm just thinking, okay, hopefully this is the beginning of what will become justice. Mm-hmm. So I want to, if you don't mind, see, flip it on you. Like what did, what were you feeling? Where were you when the verdict came out and what emotions did you experience? Yeah. You know, I I was at O'Hare airport and I was, you know, kind of doing what Trey was just like watching it on my phone. And I was on Twitter and watching the news outlets that was playing it live. And, um, you know, and just felt like I thought it was going to drop at three 30 and then, you know, it just, it kept kind of being prolonged and that just made me nervous. Like where I, I just said like, okay, they know. And they're, you know, they're, everyone's getting prepared for some form of 
you know, response when a not guilty plea verdict gets read and everyone's getting it out through the airwaves, like have the streets on lockdown. I mean, the, the amount of boards that were going up in Chicago and big cities, I mean, people, people in city officials were afraid of, man, this could, this could go not guilty. Um, so I think there was a little bit of kind of just anxiousness of going, this is going to be another um, slap in the face. This is going to be another just a step backwards. And this one's going to hurt even more. Um, and I, I, I also felt like I was learning, to be honest. I mean, I, I think I, I kept seeing this word accountability once the guilty plea. And I thought that was a really, a really great word. Um, I saw, you know, Austin Channing Brown, I saw um, Tyler Burns, I saw just a number, you know, BJ Thompson, number of voices, Albert Tate, just that were speaking about accountability. And, and, and I, I found myself, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if this makes sense. And, and um, I, I found myself thinking, gosh, like, This is like one of the first times that we've heard the words guilty. And I can't imagine if I am a mother um, or father and my son or daughter had gone through um, being murdered and didn't hear the words guilty, but heard the words not guilty. Yeah. And, and every not guilty verdict, I think, would be re-traumatizing, as is every time um, in my own story when I hear a pastor abused his power or sexually abused someone, it, like, it, it re-traumatizes me. And, 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 I, and I sit here and I go, oh, my goodness. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop looking at the names um, of just all of these parents and these kids whose sibling or father or mother or parents whose children um, and, the re- and the response that they got was not guilty. And I kept thinking, man, how, how are they feeling right now? One hand, yes, accountability. And two, we didn't get that. And, and in one sense, I felt thankful for a jury who was create, uh, courageous and, and courageous is actually too strong of a word because they did the right thing and they mm-hmm. did what needed to be done. But still, there's been so many cases prior that had evidence and people didn't do this. And then and then I'm like on the plane and guys, I, I like I sort of lost it just sitting there reflecting. And I just I typically just write on my notes like my sermons or chapters of books. Like I just write my notes page on my phone and I just started like writing going how many lives would have been saved um, if a guilty plea had been back during Rodney King. Like what we're about to enter into, I'm hopeful and you're right. The job's not finished. We got to go to work. We still got work to do. And I kept thinking to myself, man, this should have started 70 years ago. I mean, 100 years ago, but at least in my lifetime, 30 years ago. And so, so, so I, just, I, I, I just was feeling for the re-traumatization. I was feeling for, 
gosh, may this be a sea change. And it was a, just um, then what happened in Columbus, Ohio last night, like, or not last night, even 30 minutes before the verdict is read. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is just, it's just keeps happening. So I just, I feel like I'm just in a posture of this trying to listen and learn and empathize and grateful for accountability. But man, I'm just praying, gosh, we need more. We need more. We need more um, truth and we need more desire to see the system um, actually transform so justice can actually happen. My brother gave an example maybe last week on, uh, on his show about because we've talked about this kind of offline and people have these conversations all the time. Like, how do we keep this from happening? How do you, you know, like, okay, like don't do crime. Then you'll be able to be a lot. You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep this from happening and, and, you know, or don't resist or whatever. And I think he painted a beautiful picture of Baker Mayfield who in college at OU got arrested and sprinted from the cops like ran from the cops still alive starting quarterback for the browns probably going to be in the afc championship like they they have a good team there was an, an another guy i'm forgetting his name right now but that guy that beat up his his girlfriend in the off season like physically beat his girlfriend still alive in jail getting a you know or maybe he's think maybe he got released actually on, on on bond it just i think it can be tough it is tough when it's like we go to well you shouldn't have resisted or you shouldn't have had a knife or you shouldn't have done whatever bad thing you were doing just comply and I think Emmanuel's point was, yes, comply, but non-compliance should not lead to death. And that one hit home for me because even now there's this, this is my opinion, but there's this hesitancy, at least it can be, to post about something or to feel something until you see the, the whole picture. And, you know, well, they died. Well, they shouldn't have been, you know, trying to, hurt this person they shouldn't have robbed this thing or they shouldn't have you know they had a criminal record but you having a criminal record should not lead to death period and so even even with the makai brian the video i think is out the, the girl from ohio the video was out or maybe it hasn't come out yet or it's still coming out you know there's a screenshot of it and, and she you know she called the police she had this knife well she got shot four times by a cop and I don't even know the whole story right so I can't even say like I don't even know a picture showed her with a knife video is going to come out probably soon and, and there'll be a bigger picture and it's easy to jump to well she shouldn't have had a knife shouldn't have and let's say she was trying to do whatever she was trying to do shouldn't have done that but if that should lead to death then shouldn't showing up at a church in South Carolina and killing people black people lead to death I'm not even condoning death. I'm just saying like, I'm very much A plus B equals C, right? You go, like Kyle Rittenhouse, like you go and you shoot up. I mean, like, but some of those people are still alive. 
And so I just think it's just so easy for us to jump to, well, you should just comply and you won't die. But why is death the outcome oftentimes for, for people of color, black people, Hispanic people? But pol- police officers are not supposed to kill anybody. Like they're not, that's not their, that's not in their job description. It's to protect and serve, you know? So regardless of all of those scenarios, you know, like you should, you're not supposed to kill nobody, bottom line, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, yeah, whatever may happen might've been wrong or whatever you think you believe at bottom line, you know, red line is you, you're not supposed to, the job is not to kill, seek and kill, you know, it's to protect and serve. So I don't know. I think it's just this is the the difficult piece and and I feel like people just jump to different narratives and and Sam you're you're hitting this straight on like we 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 can't we struggle to empathize we struggle to get curious we struggle to um you know when we talk about the shooting you mentioned in the south side of Chicago well let's ask ourselves well why is this happening oh i can tell you about the towers and the projects that were knocked down so that we could build multi-million dollar condos in Chicago. And then we knocked down and all the gangs were contained to those towers. But we wanted that land for multi-million dollar condos. So all of a sudden, greed created an opportunity for gentrification that pushed the people to the south side. And when you had one gang contained in a tower, now you have five different gangs on the same street living in the south side. And we ask ourselves, well, they should just stop shooting each other. We also closed down Chicago public schools and these kids have to walk farther. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I say all that to go, am I, am I probably accurate 100% in my short synopsis? Probably not 100% accurate. I think I am, but I, I'm probably off a little bit here or there. What I would say though is this, it's way more complicated. And until we take a posture of curiosity and then just go, why they got a knife? Why are they shooting each other? Why, why, why? getting curious to go what is the system and the structure that is creating this and how did greed play a part how did racism play a part how did money play a part how did power play a part how did you know voting um play a part because gerrymandering of moving lines i mean all this stuff plays into it and we just jump to one little piece that actually gives us an out from having to engage in the actual pain. Yeah. Nothing so much is deeper. Bring, so much deeper. So much and, deeper. Yeah. And nothing is going to bring George Floyd back. Yeah. Nothing's bringing Breonna Taylor back. No, nothing. And, the, yeah. and, and so we, we either can miss that by making this political or we can get really, really curious and go, gosh, um, can we all just say this? It's got to change. This, this, this has to change. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm right. It, it all, I mean, but it, but it all matters, you know, like all yeah. those things that you name, like every single one of them matters in the grand scheme of things. But I, and I, I will, I would argue that people are starting to wake up. People are yeah. starting to ask questions. You know, there are people that are starting to, um, you know, just be a lot, obviously a lot more curious on the events, especially, I mean, five years ago, I don't, I don't think there was as much uproar, maybe, maybe not as much media coverage as there is now. Um, and so I do think, you know, to a degree, and that's why I think to a degree justice was served because I'm believing that this is the beginning of something, a waterfall, you know, that's going to um, change the way we've seen America in the last you know, however, however many years. Yeah, because if, if not, you think about this, if, if, if there had been a, this is the first time now in the back of their minds, they're going, oh, yeah. if I shoot someone, I could, I can go to jail. 
Yeah. Whereas before, like I had reason, I mean, and we tried with body cameras, we tried, we tried with a number of things. Now, I mean, I think, you know, we have to sometimes protect ourselves from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes this is, this is going to be that waterfall watershed moment of just saying, Hey, this is, this is no longer acceptable, culturally yeah. no longer acceptable. Um, and so, man, um, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm believing, but like, like Sam said, to quote the great Kobe Bryant, um, job's not finished. Acho, what are you thinking? You, you get, you got, I mean, I know, I know you as a academic Heisman right now, you, you got, you got thoughts in your, in your head right now. I can see on your face. Yeah. I honestly, I'm sad if I'm honest, if I'm being totally honest. Now, honestly, I think I, I think I come here to process a lot of things. Maybe I need to change how I do that. Maybe I'll process before the pod and, and then <laughs> come to talk. I think I come to, on the podcast to pro- process. I'm sad because in many ways, I feel like my heart got hardened. I feel like I didn't care. And not in the sense of, oh, whatever happens and, you know, like, yes, I wanted justice deep down, but I just didn't think it was going to happen. And so I was like, yeah, we had a coach in college who would tell us all the time, you know, he'd say, hey, hey, guys, don't watch the news. Like, what are you talking about? It was like 10, 15 years ago, right? Father figure out, don't watch the news. Why? It's just bad news. All they share are bad stories, negative stories. They don't talk about the good stuff. Don't even watch the news. And I remember hearing that and like watching and like, well, he's right. Let me not watch the news because I'm only going to hear bad stories. And yes, fast forward 10, 15 years, but somewhere in this case, I feel like I, I disengaged because I was like, well, nothing's going to change. I feel like that 15, I was hanging out with some 15, 12 year old kids literally the week after George Floyd died, the week after on the South, from the South side and the West side and with some police officers too, and some athletes. And one of those, we were sitting in circles and talking about what we can do. And, and a young lady was helping lead the group and they were like, let's do a cleanup. Let's go clean up, you know, the streets. And he was like, why? And she said, we want to be a light in the community. And he's like, man, nothing's going to change. They don't care about me. What, 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 what am I cleaning up the streets for? They don't care about me. And I didn't have the, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, they don't care about me and that, that mindset. But I'm like, bro, we haven't seen justice. So why would I sit here and be hopeful for something that's not going to happen? So like, I didn't even engage. And I think I did that to protect myself so I wouldn't get hurt. Um, I haven't even processed any of this, which I think maybe in a day or two or three, I don't know, I'll like slow down and process hopefully all of it. And with that processing will come tears. And so part of me is sad because I'm like, man, like, did I miss the boat by not engaging more, at least through the court process? And then the other part of me just remembers like God wired us all differently job's not finished. So some people, it's like something good happened. You celebrate, let's celebrate. We did it. Others are like, okay, what's the next thing? Others are like, okay, like, it's like, uh, what's that game? It's not, it's like Red Rover. It's like, you know, and I don't know if there might be some negative, there might be some racist stuff with Red Rover too, if I'm being honest, who knows? But like, it's like, I want to go, I want to go. Like, hold me back. Like, when's my turn to jump in, to jump in? And that's what I'm feeling a lot right now. Like, okay, when's my turn? When's my turn? Because I'm not trying to, so many people are profiting off of uh, social justice. 
comments and tweets. All these teams are tweeting, yeah, look, look at what we did and all these things. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I mean, like, whatever, do your thing. Let's not let's not go into what teams are tweeting. You know, the Raiders. Mr. Mr. Steve Carter. Goodness. But but like so many people are profiting. And I don't want to be a person that profits off of someone's life. I want to be a person who lives for someone else's profit. And so as I process, I'm trying to figure out, okay, God, where do I stand in this? Is it, is, and I don't know. I don't know the answer right now. Cause right now y'all we record audio. We all can see me. I'm pointing at my head. Like right now it's all up here in my head and it hasn't traveled down to my heart yet. And I'm a guy who, when things travel down to my heart, it flows out in power. And so I'm like, all right, God, like, hold me back. Let me know when to go. Let me know when to go. Um, Cause it makes sense though. It, yeah. makes, it makes so much sense. Like the body keeps score. So, I mean, you, if, if I was sitting in your shoes, like, I mean, the, you have proof after proof, 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 after proof of not guilty. So, I mean, I think you have every right to be like, I can't, I can't let my hope, I can't let my, my hope get ahead of me again. Um, how long, oh Lord? I mean, you see, you see this in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. How long, oh Lord? Like, like again, again, you know. Um, you know, I, my I, mentality, Steve, I'm going to cut you off, but I want you yeah. to finish. I'm just like, how can I tell as many people about the love of God as possible before they die? Yeah. Like, how, many tell, how can I tell as many people about Jesus whether through my words, through my actions, through my love, one another. How can I do that before they die? Because people are getting shot in the streets. People are getting shot in movie theaters. People are getting shot at spas. People are dying in car accidents. People are dying of heart attacks and cancer at young ages. How can, how can I tell as many people about this God I serve and this heaven that's real before they die? That's all that's my mind has been able to go to right now. Because it seems like every day there's a different... Um, blow it's like you're a boxing bout and there's another blow and they're not knocking you out but that's what i that's what's in my head that has not traveled to my heart yet yeah and and i think i think it's spot on life is fragile you know what i mean life is fragile and i think that's that has become more grounded inside of me than ever before but i do think one thing i just say is you know one of the things that has always impressed me about both of you you know, when you guys were at the Bears, what you guys did for the city. I mean, Sam, what you did this past summer, um, you know, in the Austin neighborhood. I mean, like off the radar, you guys have been listening, learning, working, helping. I mean, just in it, in it, in it. And speaking about faith, living it just in neighborhoods that most people wouldn't go to. And so I, I like there's a part of me that I go, dude, I it's it's even though if someone's listening who doesn't know all that story and sometimes we should tell it, but like you, I, I, I'm, I'm just want you to know, it's not like you're in your head and you haven't done anything. Like you have, you've been doing ride alongs. You have been, you know, working to raise money that to, to convert a liquor store into a grocery store that blesses a community. I mean, it's just incredible the stuff that you've been a part of. Um, and I get why this would be a moment that you go, gosh, like, I don't know if I can, I can, I can open my heart to this because I'm, I'm afraid. So, and, and that makes, that makes total sense to me. And I also think, yeah, life is short. And how are we speaking about the things that actually matter, actually matter? 
Well, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like we've covered a lot. And there are moments where um, you just sit here and you almost just want to end in like absolute silence and or moments where you just want to end with a joke um, about women's gymnastics and Michigan winning or you want to try and make something light. And um, but these are these are just important conversations. And these are important conversations that I feel like we need to have kinds of conversations that we need to begin talking and preparing our kids for important conversations um, because they, they center around how God sees our world, what God longs for. And I'm curious as you all listen to this conversation, um, what you're thinking, what, what, what resonates, what, what, what in this do you want to, to hear us chop up more? I mean, as Sam mentioned so beautifully, he's processing, uh, Trey's processing. I, I got so much work to do in this conversation, um, and I, I'm processing. But um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow us along on Instagram uh, at the Home Team Podcast, or or you can follow us uh, on Twitter at Home Team Pod. And please just let us know um, if, if this this podcast is blessing you. Feel free to go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, um, but your voice matters a ton. And then seriously, check out IJM, um, IJM.org slash sweepstakes. Sweepstakes, yeah. Um, and it, it, it's up one more day. This launches on Thursday. You got one more day um, by 6 p.m. Um, go get that Michael Jeffrey Jordan jersey. Uh, 10 hey, bucks. Can we can we end this with a, a little bit of a light? You know me, I'm a I'm a lighter guy. Like I like to joke around, have some fun. I I just I have a trivia question. Oh, <laughs> and I, I want to see. I want to have listeners respond to the trivia question. And we kind of mentioned it early at the very beginning of the podcast, but we got to follow through. And so, <laughs> since I like to laugh a little bit and have a good time, um, can anybody tell me? Since the draft is coming up, can anybody tell me? There's there's a one team of the three of us, Michigan, Florida, and Texas. One team that has not had a player drafted in every draft. So to rephrase the question, two of our teams have had a player drafted in every draft since the draft. How era. long did it take know. you to how long did it take hey. you to come up with these stats, Trey? Hey, Trey, Trey is the I king of Twitter. stats. I saw hey, it on Twitter. Real quick too. And and um one of our states actually has two teams so of yeah. four there's one team of the three of us that's not in and then of the three one of us has two teams from the same state I'm yeah. I, I wish y'all could just see i wish y'all could just see us on screen trey i know you too well i've been knowing you for years and before i even met you my brother was your teammate so i've been knowing you even before yeah. you knew i knew you <laughs> ever since trey got smoked on our group text two nights ago listeners Ever since Trey got smoked on our group text, probably three nights ago. Sam we found were, his heart. Sam we, found his heart. We were all over him. We were all over him. While we were getting him, like, get him, get him, get him. Me and Steve, Trey, Trey was silent. Trey's the quickest responding. He was just silent. All of a sudden, he's like, I'm at dinner. Okay, so now I was, you can text. Now I, you can I was text. at dinner. Yeah. I'm at dinner. I looked at Trey, my phone. It was in my pocket. Trey, Trey was radio silent for, like, literally 36 hours. And you know what he's doing in the 36 hours? Trey was researching. He pulled his phone out. Twitter fingers turned to Twitter trigger. fingers. <laughs> hey, he was pulled his phone out and just boom, 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 and found one statistic that says that Texas didn't have a player in every don't, single draft. Don't Hold on, I'll answer. I'll answer the question. No, I'll answer the question. It was Texas, but I will say this: it's, it's it's USC, Florida, Michigan, and then Michigan State. Yeah, had a player draft in every draft. So, like, 
shout out to all my Michigan State. You like that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> shout out to all my Michigan State. So, anyways, the answer is Texas. So the you know it's it's a, you know, that's the answer. Um, but Trey, I I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate your trivia. I just I just I just want to know when was the last time Florida was good at football. That's really what I want to know. This year, you say, you really say this year they had Kadarius Tony. They had uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle, Pitt, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts as well. You can say that. But they also they also. Um, have been bad for a very long time. My, my, Same my as most, Texas. My most recent memory of Florida <laughs> Same football, as Michigan. My most recent memory of Florida football is two offensive linemen blocking each other yeah. on a play. And with that, we shall end the podcast. Do you want me to give my favorite Texas moment? <laughs> or no? It's oh yeah, yeah, I want to hear it. Uh man, I don't know. It's hard to pick between was the, it the six head, championship. Like when he ran past six head USC. coaches you guys have had in the last was six it, years. Was it past? Or, no, it's uh, only it's only three. We got our third one, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, we got the best in the I'm business. To, was he, it he is good. The national- he's he's gonna do really well. You guys are gonna have you guys got, got a good one. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about that. I don't really got, know much. About I got Texas. one. I, it's, it's it's a Trey Burton story, but it's not Texas football, but more the Texas State. Um, you know what I love is that. Uh, Trey Burton has more touchdown passes in the Super Bowl than <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys do. Yeah, that's that's, that's my one. favorite. Every every like three weeks that comes up on Twitter from somebody that just is taking a shot at the state of Texas. So I, I don't know. Yeah, way. I don't know. I, I, Texas football is never on at all over here on the East Coast where real football is. So yeah, I, we have I, we have a, an entire network called Longhorn yeah. Network that's a, a part of ESPN with yeah. millions of viewers. So we don't need to be on. I don't know about millions. It's available. I don't know about millions. Y'all have a Florida network. Y'all got a, a Gator Gator Bait network. Yeah, we, we do actually. Thank oh, you. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, because you're not I've you don't you don't like it. good football. This is, that's why. This is this is where they run the the music and it and all of a sudden begins <laughs> to everyone's going. Oh my goodness, this is literally friends. This is how every night for about 45 minutes on text. It just is back and forth. So ever since you guys went to the Vatican, you guys have been really bad too, by the way, even before the Vatican, you guys were bad. You went to Ireland, I think as well. You guys no, spent all this, that money to we go went to South Africa, and we then we took them to to Italy and then to to D Day. Trey, can you um, just celebrate? Trey, Trey is the type of friend I do celebrate. I sell. I'm celebrating Trey's the type of friend that when it. his team is bad, he tries to bring every other team down That's with right. him. That's right. Trey, yeah. we live above the waters. Yeah. We live above like Texas. We're we're our volleyball team phenomenal. Our swimming, our diving phenomenal. Our golf, y'all see it in the group text. Y'all see it in our Instagram messages. I send y'all all our accolades. We're winning yeah. a lot, right? Michigan, they just beat y'all. Right. So and I'm sure, like you said, so Trey, you said y'all got teams in the top 10 or 20 or 30 top hundreds. I mean, so the, y'all we're all good. So yeah. like you ain't got to bring us down to, yeah. to but we're good. But we're good at all hey, sports. Sam. You guys aren't hey, good Sam. at all sports. Hey, Sam, like Michelle says, when Trey goes low, we go high. We so, go high. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, um, re- real quick, though, about um, Florida, just because you did bring this up, man, I should be ending this. But Trey, you, you <laughs> always do this. You just get me back in. Um, just be really honest. If if your coach came to you, Spurrier or Urban or whoever you had, um, who was your coach? Who was it again? He's at Fine. Central Michigan now. No, I was not with that guy. Okay. Uh, Urban Meyer. You heard of him? Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban. Okay, yeah. but but if, <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty good. But like like if you look at your squad, scandals, and and he's like, yeah, so seriously. Um, if if you go to your, you look at your squad, and he's like, hey, here's the deal. Uh, I want to take your team, the Gators. I want to take you, and I want I want to actually take you to the Great Wall of China. You guys are gonna walk, and you're gonna experience that. How many of your Florida Gator I'm teammates? Good. I'm good, by the way. We're, how we're many? Good. 
I'm going from Bro, that. I'm how many? There. How many of your players? How many of your I teammates? Are like, dude, I had that experience. Go, they didn't let me go on uh, my study abroad. It's gonna have football. I'm I'm definitely going. I'm good. See, that's the difference between Michigan and Texas and Florida. I mean, Michigan, Texas. We 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 travel. We prepare our people for the future. I'd rather go see the Great Wall of China, like with my wife. You know what I mean? Not not have to worry about playing football or practicing football. But can we talk about spring football? Is the by far the worst time of the year in the history of college football? Is spring football like they don't give a damn about if you tear your <laughs> rotator cuff or if you pull your hamstring? Like they they're actually hoping that you do that so that you can you know, sit out and rest for the actual season. So like I mean, no, bro, I don't want to go anywhere for spring. I want to do it at home where I have the best facility, the best trainers. Um, everything I need to make sure I'm right because I'm not going to be right. I can guarantee you that. That's just my opinion. But I could be wrong. And we win a lot. Get that Gainesville pizza, man. That's all you want. Come on, man. You know how it is. (laughs) Awesome, everyone. We'll be back next Thursday. Thanks so much. Grace and peace.